Dr. Sam Sneed. Yes, sir. I know you. You know you. Please introduce yourself to the people watching. Yes. Sam Sneed, uh, Chief Medical Officer here at Collective, Dr. Sam Sneed. Bing, bing. Um, I am a practicing chiropractor, and my role here is to assemble a, kind of a multidisciplinary team to best serve our, our members and our clients. I look to you when talking to my clients for a lot of different things. One, I'm good at quite a bit, but your expertise, your experience, your bedside manner in this game is best I've seen. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how we work together for our members and with our clients. For sure, yeah. Well, one, that's a big beauty of just being here at Collective is being able to work with each other to better serve our clients, mm -hmm. right? So a great example that you know I'm <clears throat> regularly giving is I, I truly believe that the best form of care, self-maintenance, is just a good strength and conditioning program. And my get, best gift to my clients is just keeping them healthy and helping them move well mm -hmm. so that they can stay on track in the gym, right? So uh, as you know, a, kind of a common circumstance would be you have a client, let's say they have low back pain. Mm -hmm. um, you might get them assessed by me. I'm going to check them out, do all the pertinent testing, movement evaluation on my end, um, and then deliver any pertinent manual therapy techniques to either decrease pain or improve range of motion so mm -hmm. that we can get them back out to you in the gym, able to have more exercise options, let's right. say. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And the feedback has been tremendous. Before teaming up with Collective and obviously having your own practice for quite some time, you've worked with a bunch of sports teams and different players. Can you speak on that experience? And then how the difference is with working with someone like them to a member that we have here? For sure. Um, one is that the, the care that we can deliver here is awesome, even compared to what guys are getting in the league. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just a fact, right? A lot of times when guys fly me out to take care of them in various cities, um, the strength and conditioning coach is not communicating with the team doctor. Um, maybe all the players are on the same strength program through the season or the off season program. So mm -hmm. you have skill position players that are five foot 10 and fold up really well. You know, they, they're great squatters and they're on the same program as a guy who's maybe an O lineman who's six, five, three sixty with femurs that are twice as long and doesn't fold well. So, what we can do here um, is definitely provide a, a much more holistic approach where we can individualize not just treatment, but what we're prescribing in the strength and conditioning world, right? So that's, a, that's something that we can do with our clients here mm -hmm. and um, a huge reason why I came on, like just being blessed to have this job but work in a gym where I can walk somebody out and load them up Correct. is ideal both for it's fun for me and it's I, I believe best for the client mm -hmm. can you help paint a picture to me but also people that are watching what does scaling collective medical look like scaling collective medical um i i don't know it's exciting 
I, I've, I think at the heart of it, it's just getting the right people who do great work and then letting word of mouth, mm-hmm. which is historically how we've had great success in the city, you know, in my practice for the last sure. 12 or so years. Um, the exciting part is being able to provide more complete care. So mm-hmm. as you know, we have a funk medicine practitioner mm-hmm. that, I, that I truly believe Dr. Benhouse is the best in the world at what he does. Mm-hmm. We have a great nutritionist. We have second to none physical therapists, mm-hmm. chiros, sports psychologists. Um, in the hopefully not too distant future, we'll have regenerative medicine. Mm-hmm. You can come here and get IV therapy. So we don't have just one tool. We can really do a really an objective exam on somebody and sit down with them and find where they are mm. and then provide what we think is is the best thing for them. We don't have any, right. you know, predisposed thoughts like, hey, we're going to stick everybody on the table and stretch everybody out or mm-hmm. adjust them or needle them or everyone's getting strength training or everyone needs a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. We can really truly, all over the country, people say individualized, tailored care. Mm-hmm. We can actually do it and we have it all in house and then we can communicate with each other, which is incredibly rare. Right. Yeah, I was touching up on that with Devin, just the ability to provide a service where the member, the <clears throat> patient, client, isn't retelling that same story over and over again, making that a better experience for them, but also giving you more insight on who's this person walking in and lying on the table here. Yeah. So that's really cool. So I agree with you on that. And one thing... One thing that we haven't touched on yet, which is obviously so fun, Mm -hmm. is we do, besides the stuff that a lot of people have heard of that I already named, we do velocity barbell testing. We do a three-compartment body Mm -hmm. comp uh, test. We have um, the ability to, I believe, truly, if somebody hands over their health to us, Mm they will be healthier for it. We're still teaching them how to better, we're still teaching them the skills so they continue on without us. But if you kind of hand us the keys, the chances are that you get an absolutely fantastic result. So, mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that makes every grown man or woman cry, the dry needling. Sure. So I'd probably destroy it if I explained it. Sure. I just know that there's some <clears throat> manipulation going on with the muscles. You're kind of getting in there. You're either turning something on or, or off. Sure. But... uh. Please give me, give me a little insight on what the hell's going on in there. Yeah, okay. You're the only one that's ever cried. I okay. just have to tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So dry needling is one of many, just the umbrella term would be manual therapies that we use, mm-hmm. right? So um, kind of as a briefly touching base, we use this objective movement-based exam, right? right? So we're trying to take the guesswork out of if something feels tight to you or it feels tight to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. We can still take care of the tight spots, but we're not chasing those around, right? So a ton of people, let's say, that have low back or knee pain, you're going to find hip dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Hip muscles can be pretty deep, and it can be exceedingly difficult to try to jam your thumb or elbow all the way down to, like, the crest of the ilium, let's say, or where okay. the glute minimus or medius is. So what um, dry needling is, they call it dry just because there's no fluid going in or out like you go to your medical doctor you get an injection they're sticking fluid in or they're pulling blood out let's Mm -hmm. say 
Um, their needles, if I had a board, I could show you, but it's got kind of a, like a, a beveled cutting edge and they have to be much thicker because they're pushing fluid in or out. Okay. We're using just acupuncture needles. Got it. Even though they're acupuncture, people ask all the time, are you doing acupuncture? Not at all. I 100% refer out for balancing chi. I'm not trying to balance your chi. Sure. I am certified in acupuncture. I can help with the chi. Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> um, so even though, let's say as an example, uh, you know, have you ever held a hammer for sure? Of course. Right. Are you a contractor? No, nah. no. Right. So this is, this is how I typically explain. It's just a tool. Mm -hmm. The acupuncture needle has got a round tip. It's much thinner. It's more analogous to like the thinness of a human hair. Yep. Um, it enables us to, to treat the level of the tissue that we want to, so we can get deeper than people can get their hands or elbows. Um, and then there's just something magical about sticking a metal object into an electrical human. So you, you see all the, you felt it, but you've seen lots of before and after pictures and videos of, mm -hmm. uh, it's probably, it's, I, I've typically explained it not like you're turning a muscle on or off, but just like a reset. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just had a guy a couple of days ago, a ball player who, standing if you saw the video he's rotating laughable like he when i showed him i mean he was when you have feet together and you turn around you should be able to rotate about 100 degrees we mm -hmm. should see your opposite side chest mm -hmm. <clears throat> um so he looks and he's felt really stiff he's had multiple injuries he's currently on ir mm -hmm. and he just always feels stiff in his hips so standing, I'm like, yeah. And, and I look at him and he's got a couple teammates in the room, right? I'm working them up and I'm like, man, you are ridiculously stiff. Well, then I lay him down on the table and he's got hypermobile hips. Mm. So instead of like, you know, 90 degrees ish of total motion in right. his hips, he's got maybe 150 swinging gates. But when he stands, he can't control it, right? His body, for whatever reason, does not feel comfortable in expressing all of the range of motion that his hips actually have. So to treat him, I don't need to stretch him out, crack him, pop him, no. send him to yoga, Pilates, even though he looks and feels tight. I just took an acupuncture needle and I needled his obliques. And then maybe 15, 20 seconds of work, stand him back up in front of his teammates, turn him around, and he turned, not fully, but probably another 40 degrees each way. It's huge. He, Enormous for a guy who's been in the league for seven years right. and is always hurt, right? So <clears throat> um, that, way, that's never the end of the treatment, right? We no. still, I gave him some exercises to keep for it. Sure. I tease him. I'm like, you just need your abs needled every day. Right. By the way, that's a joke I use to some people. If you've ever seen the movie Rain Man, I go, Sam's the, the Rain Man of the anatomy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me finish it. The anatomy. And just, um, I think it's something so, there's something so special, very, once in a while, that's not true, all the time, client will come in, I'll work with them, they'll be like, wow, I was never able to do this before, or I never was able, yeah, I was never able to do this before, show them something new, I'd imagine there's, a, and I get a lot of gratification with that, and it's, it's incredible to be a part of that process, but it's also something special about, take this athlete, probably, top 10 at what he does incredible well paid comes in and you just solve the problem you know so i think that's pretty cool and that's why i defer to you all the time yeah 
Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah man. It's an awesome job. Yeah. I'll say briefly, just to explain the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, we do insert the needle. We look for trigger points that are just hyper-contracted nodules within a muscle. Okay. Acupuncture needle hits trigger point, causes the muscle to have kind of a twitchy, crampy sensation, which oh, yeah. patient, they, we, it's called the local twitch response. That's the part that not everybody loves. Get the tears coming out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that is, that is like flipping the breaker switch, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a muscle, let's say, that is truly tight or limited, a mm-hmm. lack of hip internal rotation, maybe we see an enormous change on the table. Mm. Again, we can then back it up with either home exercise program or preferably, you're a member at Collective, right. and I walk you out to Eric and I say, hey, listen, John is struggling with these things. Mm-hmm. While you're working on this program, this is something to look at. This is maybe a couple things to avoid. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into the system and his results are vastly superior to, to most sure. places. I call it like this whole process of working together. Tell, I, I tell clients like we're just trying to eliminate the guesswork as much as possible. That's why the labs are super important. Having Ben read them to you and then figuring out, okay, um, one of my clients, his sleep has been awful and we ran labs with him and his, uh, red blood cell was extremely high and with some testing and him doing a sleep test at home, mm-hmm. for some reason he's breathing every night while he's sleeping as if he was in the mountains. Mm. Um, just things that he would not have known if he hasn't been doing the diligence and the homework to, you know, figure out what the problem is. And it's great that us as a unit, us as a unit can work together. So that's pretty cool. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You work out today? I ran around a little bit outside. No lifting. I get a lift in the morning tomorrow. What's, what's the two kids, three kids, three kids, <laughs> two kids, three kids. Okay. One kid, three kids. One, yeah. Not tomato, that we're comparing. Tomato, tomato. So three kids, full practice. What's the workouts looking like these days? What does a good week look like? What is a week that you've been just run down and couldn't really get a lot in? Well, you may or may not know. My 12-year-old started cross-country when school started. So he's got practice at 7 every day. Okay. I take him when I'm in town, not traveling for football. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of, he's ruining my gains currently. Cause then I'm rolling in. I can't start working out at seven 30 and not start work till nine. I just, no. I'd feel like a slacker. Mm-hmm. So most of my workouts actually happen in other cities. So weekends, I try to hit it here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surrounded by gyms. There's no excuse. Right. Um, so the season I, started. So where are you traveling to weekly? Yeah, I'm in, uh, currently, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been. I hear it's the place to be. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah. Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, California, Orange County. Okay. Um, and Minnesota, okay. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Same busy on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, better weather. And no longer are you going out to New England? I'm not doing uh, I'll probably make a few trips. Okay. As you know, we got yeah, yeah. Dr. Colin Belarjan. Sure. Shout Belarjan. out. He's uh, taking care of that kind of northeastern uh-huh. area. That's you got to see this guy. So ironically, red hair, beard. Yeah. Works out in like a wife beater, tank top. Yeah. Looks like this guy's ready to collect some money. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good at it. That's our guy. Yeah. So working out, uh, aspiring bodybuilder, of course, sure. right? I'm, I'm coming up on 40. I'm trying to l- look good, feel good. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm not playing a lot of sports these days, sadly. Mm-hmm. Still dabble, do a little soccer, a little tennis, mm-hmm. trying to get on the pickleball court when you're ready to get Anytime. your butt whooped. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I typically, right now I'm trying to hit like a three-day full body split. Okay. Um, that, and then if I can make it to the track mm-hmm. once a week, fire, love that. Sprints are my favorite. Sure. Um, and then heaven forbid, I have a little time to play a sport. It's probably tennis currently. Got it. God willing. Okay. Love to get back to jujitsu if at all possible. Okay. Rolling is good. It's one of the hardest workouts. It's like, I, I love playing chess as you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a chess game with a grown man trying to strangle you. The stakes are higher. It's a little bit it's, higher. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'd put it off for like six years. Yep. I started and I'm like, I'm I'm so competitive, and I did not realize for whatever reason I didn't think about just there's nothing there's not a more competitive environment mm-hmm. than us bumping knuckles and mm-hmm. trying to choke each other. Yeah, it's like incredible. that's that's it. It's a special game. Question. Hit me. Okay, I don't want to hit you. I love you. Question. I get asked all the time. People are always wanting to know. What's the secret? Hey, if I do this X amount of times a week, if I do that, if you had to put together a brief description of a formula mm-hmm. for strength, for nutrition, for hormones, for sleep, what would that look like? How much time do I have? You got time. <laughs> okay. You got time. <laughs> Just a general yeah. how to conduct your life and all things health overview. Right. So, uh, Strength training, absolutely vital. We know how important muscle mass is. Uh, it gives you flexibility with how you eat. Mm-hmm. Um, great predictor of longevity, just how long you live, the quality of your life, your independence as you age. Um, I like this whole quote. Uh, stronger people are, are more useful in general and harder to kill. Um, Makes sense. Can make, make a case for strength really easily. I encourage all of my clients probably beyond encouragement. I push all of my clients to, to get on a strength training program, um, including which I haven't told many people. I get high school kids that I've known since like junior high, and I'm taking care of them throughout high school. And I'm like, hey, when you get to college, don't be messing with all that boot. You need to get your butt in the gym mm-hmm. when your hormones are ideal, and we're going to put some mass on you, and I'll give them a little program. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I don't recognize them. This happened a few times when they come back. It's been like three years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're come back a monster. What happened? They're like, well, you told me to work out three days a week and eat enough protein. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be in the league, right, sure. at NHL. I, of but course. I digress. Um, so strength training. And the research is, I, I wish we had a Dr. Benjamin House here. I will just say for a newbie and for the kind of let's say the minimal effective dose it does not require a lot you don't need to lift weights heavy 5 days a week two failure there's immense value in making it to the gym twice a week for 45 minutes but mm-hmm. doing actual resistance training not i love and hate the saying the best exercise is the one that you do kinda mm-hmm. but there what's popular now is a lot of kind of like 
I call it cardio with weights, right? Which I do not like, right? Um, there's there's outdoor boot camps that are very popular mm-hmm. where people will be working out for a year or two, getting you know they'll just win the award for their 500th workout, mm-hmm. and and they might feel good. Let's say they. But and there's there's going to be some physiological benefit to the exercise that they're doing, sure. especially if they started from zero. It just feels like I just wish people could fall in love with moving iron and true resistance training mm-hmm. and progressive overload. Right. Um, I think that would be just the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So boom, that's that's like that's it now. Depending on your goals, right? I think across the board, if we're just making generalizations, you better be in the gym a couple of days a week, or mm-hmm. do, or somewhere doing some true weightlifting. Um, getting minimum eight thousand steps a day. That's that's like a core tenet that we believe here at Collective Medical. Lots of research behind mm-hmm. it, um, from appetite regulation to even maximizing the recovery from your workouts. Sure. Just so important to get steps. Um, if you want to get more steps, great. Fantastic even, but I think 8,000 steps is kind of a minimum that we should all be aiming at regularly. I don't think we need to talk about sleep a lot, but we know that good quality sleep is important. There's, it seems to be important to have a a regular sleep schedule, Mm -hmm. um, especially like when you wake, right? Um, you don't want to be waking up at you know 7 a.m and then 10 and then 6 and 5 and back to 9 right. like trying to keep that steady um what else we're we talking about here i think i mentioned hormones yeah i think the hormone thing is going to be um just a proxy of how you live your life right adequate food stress management good sleep good exercise um i don't know that i i could name yeah i i don't know of a these three things are great for your hormones and well, other than like getting a healthy lifestyle in order for sure sunshine preferably you know getting some morning sunlight yeah. um we know that here uh we do a lot of blood chem testing like you brought up earlier with one of your clients which mm-hmm. i've been sending to ben i've had a relationship with ben seven years i've sent pretty much all the people i love and care for to ben for this and i truly believe that um, everyone should have a doctor like Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so important. Food is such a big part of our lives, right? And the, the amount of time that we spend planning food, what are we going to eat later, clean up, three meals a day, snacks, what should I do? All the misinformation out there. I just think if you have the means, mm-hmm. you should spend some time and money learning about how to eat and what's important, especially mm-hmm. if you have any goals, whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, um, so many people are walking around with chronic illness mm-hmm. and food sensitivities. They just feel crappy. They don't know why. And if you don't have a trusted source, for sure, it's all meat, no meat, like what paleo don't like it. There's so many, there's a lot. it's there's a lot of, it's like a lot of gray area, a lot of guessing going on. Um, I'm not a big drinker. I don't booze too much. It just is what it is. I'll have wine maybe every once a month, every mm-hmm. other month. Mm-hmm. Um, just not my thing. But I do work with a lot of people that love a bottle of wine with dinner or a glass sure. a night or a cocktail a week. And I basically try to explain, like, especially if we're starting from a place where we have no momentum of strength training, of healthy eating, of healthy sleep, and a lot of these people are traveling 
a ridiculous amount. So I try to just explain to them, okay, if you're drinking a glass a night, let's dial it back to maybe two, three a week and then create momentum with strength training, with a healthy, balanced diet, get your sleep more regulated, get ahead of the game quite a bit where you can give yourself some wiggle room. Yes. Because right, for the most part right now, a lot of these people, they'll, they'll drink and then it just derails them for like 48 hours, 72 hours. I know um, Dr. Huberman just came out on a big podcast it was great uh, on alcohol and a ton of research on what it does to your longevity, your brain, your body, your mood. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm sure you enjoy a casual drink here and there with a beard like that. Sure. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah, you know, I had, a, I had a buddy, uh, say it's probably not a good idea to pour ethanol down your GI tract. Uh-huh. Um, that actually was Ben House about seven years ago when okay. I first met him. I'm like, so what's up? Do you drink? He's like, no, nah, dude, I don't, I don't pour ethanol that much yet. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I, I, the, the drink that I have, the drink of choice, I probably drink a little more than you, but not much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just do tequila, club, soda, lime. Yeah. Uh, I feel it's the cleanest like for me. I feel, I feel great doing it. You mm-hmm. can feel, even if you're, uh, you feel a little weird showing up to a party with a bottle of tequila, right? That's... You look a little borderline alcoholic. For sure. Uh, compared to like you show up with a six pack of beer, a couple beers, right? Mm-hmm. Bottle of wine. So <laughs> that's a little tough. Right. Uh, the, when those cans came out with tequila club soda mm-hmm. lime in them, that was, that was a huge win for me because <laughs> I can just show up with a couple of those and I don't look like I'm right. going to a rager. A lunatic, yeah. um, that being said, uh, without a doubt, I would say, and you know this probably better than I, just with your job, it can take a lot of work to start to see changes. You really have to dial it up. You're cleaning things up. We're trying to get people to sleep more, get on a consistent schedule. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is going to make that hard. I love to lift. I know how important it is. If I have a couple of tequila drinks, Mm -hmm. the chance of me getting up at 5 a.m. the next day and going to lift is significantly lower than zero drinks. Mm -hmm. So... I'm sure every, you know, and when we were younger, let's say, I didn't have a problem with it. Now that I'm getting a little older, uh, I definitely have a harder time. Mm -hmm. I I feel it more. So I would agree with you, really hard to get going. Then when you're there, Mm -hmm. probably easier to to have, you know, a couple, three nights where you have a glass of wine. Probably would not be a big deal for an adequately muscled Mm-hmm. individual who's checking a lot of other boxes right. but as so many people are over fat and under muscled mm-hmm. um wine is not doing anybody any right. favors <laughs> yeah i and another thing too and i'm not a psychologist psychologist at all i can't even pronounce it but what i've learned as well is that i know people i know trauma i know what it takes to be successful at something or multiple things. And I've seen that alcohol, if that is a constant in someone's life and everyone's different, how they handle alcohol. Some people black out. Some people can sit here and have a conversation with you and you wouldn't know that they had a, a pint yeah, of yeah. wine. Yeah. So what's his name? Johnny Depp, Remember? <laughs> a pint. Uh, but I've seen the ripple effect days after depression mood swings, uh, 
lethargic is a combination of things that come with what happens when you are abusing alcohol. And I think what that does is it allows a, a passageway for all the things, right? Trauma, insecurities, a list can go on and on. So I actually talk about that a lot with clients too, which is just like, hey, you know, you just did a great bench press or an incredible Bulgarian split squat. Why are you calling yourself a fat piece of shit? <laughs> sure. You know, or, sure. or pathetic after every rep. Yeah. I, I could send you some Tony Robbins videos or something, but <laughs> sure. And I think there's a correlation between just trying to be funny, but then also you're really being hard on yourself because you are derailing yourself every five to 10 days. Um, so alcohol, you can say a lot about it. My biggest thing is you don't have to cut it out, but just create a good amount of momentum. So where you can implement it in doses like you hundred percent, it's not going to make anything easier when you're starting off in the gym. No. <laughs> it's going to, no shot. it's going to be tougher and just getting a way to find, to find what works for you. So mm-hmm. we know how important social is like, you know, interaction is with mm-hmm. other people. I almost said how important socialism is. That's okay. We can that's not, that that's, we, that's not, um, too. social interaction <laughs> community, right? So you know, like I have a, I, there's a few ingredients I don't eat, mm-hmm. right? I just feel better when I don't have them. It doesn't bother me at all. Right. But I don't even like to say if I'm out to eat, I'm, I don't want to tell people that, hey, I'm like, I don't even like bringing it up to the waiter or waitress like, hey, does that have dairy in it? Right. I just want to order a meal. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes it's easier, like with alcohol, it's nice not to have a hard line in the sand. For it's sure. like if you're in a spot where it's like, where you're going to have 10 people ask you, why aren't you drinking? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, misery loves company. Right, right. It's, right. Like, it's true. Why aren't you having the cake? Yeah. You want, you don't want the ice cream and the cake? Right. It's like, no, man, I, I that's not even my thing. I had someone make a joke, and he was like, I'm often tempted at what I call the, hey, what do you do parties? Like, you're in a room full of 20, 30, 40 people, yeah. and it's just like, you're dressed up, it's a function, you might be there because of work or a friend's event, but then every turn, every time you're opening your mouth... Hey, I'm um, so and so. This, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? You yeah, know? yeah. So, if you can limit the amount of what do you do parties, you'd probably have a higher success rate yeah. of not drinking as much. I always joke as a chiropractor, if I don't want the conversation to continue, I just say I'm a chiropractor. Right. And then yeah. some, right? <laughs> some some people be like, uh, my last what do you do party, I'm at this guy where I end up in the kitchen, we're all standing around a bunch of dudes and, and this, this guy's like going around, Hey, what do you do? What do you do? What do you, and it gets to me and I'm like, I'm a chiropractor. Right. And he's like, Oh yeah, we, we don't use chiropractors. He's like, I, I coach little league baseball and like, I don't let my athletes go to chiropractors. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. Couldn't care at all. Right. I'm busy. I got a three month wait list. I'm, I'm traveling all over the country, treating guys, making 20 million a year. Right, right, right. Um, I don't need to try to validate what I do No, <laughs> versus also the people that are like, I believe in chiropractic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. Cause we're not unicorns. Like, correct. It's a, do you believe in, in tight muscles and in joints that don't move fully mm-hmm. and strength training for sure. Then, then you believe in me. Right. It's right? like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Growing up when I was competing and boxing a lot more, you'd be the guy in the room like, oh yeah, he boxes or he does jujitsu. 
and then you'd find that one guy a little too boozed up. Yeah, I don't box, but I street fight. You know, I'm, I do this. I do that. I'm like, okay, that's great. I, I got to go now. Yeah. You know? Silly. Silly rabbits. Yeah. Um, again, if I haven't told you this, I am only as successful as what I do because I can utilize your skill set and professionalism in correlation with what I do. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so. super fun for me, too. Yeah. Great for the clients. For sure. A little bing bing. A little razzle dazzle. There we Never go. Never hurt anybody. <laughs> with that said, we talked about this a little bit before, and we'll conclude on it. Your involvement in Collective as we scale, as we have multiple locations, how involved are you going to be with the hand selection of practitioners on the medical side? Yeah, that incredibly involved that is my role right so um i i I will have a very heavy part in all of the picking of the practitioners Mm -hmm. um i'll I'll lean on other experts for sure and in areas Mm -hmm. you know like if we're going to get another functional medicine practitioner i'll probably would have been vet the practitioner right Mm -hmm. um but that is also part of the thing that gets me excited right like i'm very particular and I want to build a great team and people that I can trust to send my family to mm-hmm. and um, to really put like collective's best foot forward. So for me, the scaling and, and helping more people, that was a huge part of just the, the joy of coming on. I was like, man, I'm, I'm doing a similar thing at my old spot next level, but there's just so much more opportunity, even from which we didn't talk about uh, just with new members coming on, right? Like if you get a membership here, we have curated a, a, a movement analysis. We sit down and talk about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We show you how to use the club. Um, there's just a there's a time to educate our clients, and we do it right off the bat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which I feel like I'm just so passionate about. I meet people all the time that are eight years into going to a gym or more. Mm-hmm. They have a personal trainer, and they've never been taught how to hip hinge. Right. Right. Or the importance of, you know, like just simple screening to see if maybe pressing overhead is a good idea for you. So if we can all get on the same page like you and I are Mm -hmm. inside of this building and and, and collectives in the future, um, that just gets me very excited. I think we can just Mm -hmm. really serve serve people very well. On another note, just because I'm very curious on the uh, financial side of things. What does it look like for a member that is coming in for PT, mm-hmm. that it might be coming in for one-on-one coaching with me or another coach? How much of that is able to go through insurance, if not at all? Which part? The, the personal training? Or are you talking about physical therapy, chiropractic? What are we? I guess all, all three. Yeah. Um, the only we, we currently are out of network providers mm-hmm. that charge like the practitioners being Cairo PT. Um, we charge a, a flat rate, so mm-hmm. there's no guesswork. The typical insurance model is this: if you're an out of network practitioner, you're just charging for everything that you do mm-hmm. at the end of your appointment. Right? If I adjust you, it's a charge. If right. I stretch you, if I give you exercises, if you get traction, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. Bing, 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 bing then we're just taking a guess at what your insurance likely will allow for each thing. Got it. 
So then at the end of the visit, like you walk out to the front desk and uh, you ask what the damages are. And we're like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's probably about this. Mm-hmm. And then we fire that bill off to your insurance company. They sit on it for 30 to 60 days. Mm-hmm. They kick it back to us. And they're like, actually, the reimbursement could be this. And now we okay. need to cut you a little check or you need to cut us a check. So we're sending you a bill. Understood. And then you multiply that by a number of visits and it becomes a headache and you don't really know what you're paying when you yeah, come. I get that. So right here, to just keep it totally transparent, we just charge a flat rate. We do give our clients super bills, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a summary of, of your care that that you can send to your insurer. And then if you are getting any benefits, they will reimburse you directly. Got it. This seems to work significantly better because insurance companies oftentimes are quicker to reimburse their own clients. Sure. So yeah, I have a, just an interest in that because I work with a good amount of these corporate groups, hedge funds, VCs, whatever it might be. And I know that they don't usually do it, but they can allocate a certain amount. Yeah, and for there's, these there's services. HSA or FSA funds mm-hmm. that can be used for those services. Yeah. They are also somewhat dependent on that person's particular plan. Got it. So we can check on that for them. They could check on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, you, it's hard to make an umbrella statement and be like, oh, you can always use your FSA or HSA dollars. Okay. But as we know, those are tax-free, which sure. can be very nice for people. Got it. And then because we try to be as efficient as possible mm-hmm. here, we're not very unlikely to rack up lots and lots of visits, right? Sure. We're, we're, we're hoping that we get you the result that you want Mm -hmm. and you're wowed by it Mm -hmm. so that you send your friends and then you're not afraid to come back the next time. We're not trying to get you caught in a loop of, Hey, why don't you come four days a week for the next, you know, 12 weeks. And another thing is, and, uh, just curiosity, but also I obviously do see people and rely on people to come in more frequently than not. And often they'll be like, Hey, can you send me an invoice? And maybe it's under, this kind of coaching or that kind of coaching because some of it should be expensable. Mm -hmm. I just, is that like a thing? Maybe dependent on their own plan with like, because you know, like there, there, there are for sure companies that um, incentivize their, their employees to go to a gym. Like, and they'll go, Hey, we have this corporate membership. If you go X amount of times, Mm -hmm. it's covered. So I can't speak on that because that's not historically been my business, I but it. I can imagine that there, that there are people that have funds that could be allocated, especially in some of these smaller VC mm-hmm. companies where it might just be, I mean, I know some, some owners that will just flat out be like, you guys have, you know, a thousand dollars a month to spend however you want sure. at the club. Right. And whether that's personal training or, or, Understood. Uh, yep. That's um, what I figured as well. Love that. Well, I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. As always, all the things. It's been a pleasure. All right. (laughs) Thank you.